Welcome back to Something to Say. I am in Kingsport today with my brother, and we are going to talk a little bit about being preacher's kids today. If you did not know, our dad is a preacher, and he has pastored several churches, which has taken us to many different states, and we'll kind of get into that as we go, but say hello, Ricky. Hello, hello. So I've got him here, and we're just going to kind of go off as far as some stories that we have in our childhood growing up. Our dad went to Bible college in 1993. I would have been going into the fourth grade, and I believe you were going into... Uh, right at kindergarten, I believe. Kindergarten. We're five years age difference. We moved to Greenville, South Carolina. We lived there for four years. My dad actually finished his degree in a three-year period of time, but stayed on to coach high school basketball and teach Bible. My mom also taught in the elementary school there. There was one year in between there that we were homeschooled and then went back, went back to school. It was my fifth grade year, I believe. And we were there till 1997. And then we moved back to Tennessee, to Kingsport. So that was a, that was a hard year for me coming back. But being a preacher's kid, you kind of get eyes on you that you don't particularly ask for. You're kind of looked on to be a standard, and which is a lot of pressure um, when you think about it for kids, especially. Seventh and eighth grade, we lived in back in Kingsport for about about a year or so. And then our journey took us to South Carolina again, then all the way to Michigan. So we'll go back and tell some stories from all those periods of time. We moved to Michigan in December of 1999, and it was pretty culture shock as far as weather goes. We moved up there with much snow. I don't even remember how much. I just remember it was blanketed in snow. It was beautiful. But we lived there almost five years and then ended up back in Tennessee. So how do you feel about preacher's kids, how they're viewed and, and all that stuff? Well, definitely as a preacher's kid, you're, you know, there's, a, like you said, there's that certain perception out there of, how you should act and, and how you're viewed. And you're definitely put under a microscope. You know, my views on it were always like, you know, people look at us like we can't do anything wrong or we shouldn't do anything wrong. When in reality, that's, you know, we're just as human as anybody else. And, you know, we make mistakes just like anybody. And we did live a very sheltered mm-hmm. life growing up. And, you know, and I'm very thankful for how I was brought up, you know, mom and dad, did the best that they saw fit as far as how, how to raise us. But, you know, at the same time, did we miss out on certain things maybe as a kid? Yeah, maybe in certain ways. But at the same time, I'm thankful for my childhood and just the values that were always always instilled with me as well. But, yeah, you're definitely, definitely put under a microscope. Mm-hmm. So, Like he said, we're very grateful. I'm grateful to have, I've got the best parents in the world. But as far as stories ago, was there anything, we grew up in Christian school. So rewind back to South Carolina. I was in fourth grade. It wasn't a difficult move for me at the time because that was really the first time that we had moved. Of course, I left my friends that I had been to school with since kindergarten. So that was a little bit different, but I had the best fourth grade teacher and I'm sure she's probably listening. So shout out Miss Hilt. (laughs) Um, she calls me every year on my birthday and, uh, we kind of keep in touch, but she was my 
favorite, favorite teacher. That made the transition for me a little bit easier going into a new school as far as being a child goes. I don't think my brother remembers a whole lot about that because he was he was a little bit small. Then in July of 97, we moved back to Tennessee. I believe we lived we lived in Kingsport. Yeah, and then, uh, let's see, July 97 is when we would have gotten Smokey, right? Is that mm-hmm. when we got Smokey? Yep, we had a little weenie dog named Smokey. His name was Smokey Link. He was a little black and tan weenie dog, and he was my first my first baby. He was a little bit hateful, as my brother might <laughs> eventually yeah. tell you some stories. But my <laughs> brother, he had a bad tendency to pick at me, for sure, and I think that's what all little brothers do. But Smokey, just, he just had a different side to him. He loved my parents and my mama and papa. But when we took him to Michigan, when we moved to Michigan, everybody said that he needed to be saved. Spring and Ryan, I think Ryan always said oh, yeah. he needed to oh, be yeah, he needed that. to find Jesus. So <laughs> but yeah, he was he was our first little dog. We ended up going back to the school that we left in the beginning. And I think that's where is that where you first started playing ball? Yeah, so Cedar View, that would have been third grade and then we would have went to Kingsport Christian in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And then that's before we, I guess, went to Michigan, if I remember correctly. So let's fast forward a little bit to Michigan. Michigan, I'd say talk about Michigan because that's a lot of work where our memories are. When my dad went to candidate for the church up there, I was kind of shocked just because we had actually been to Maine. I don't remember what year that was, but he went and candidated for a church up there before that probably a year before that, I guess. Then in Michigan, we went up and it was, I knew that the North was different from the South, but we went to this couple's house, Stephen Betty Jeffers. And that's where we, we met Ryan and Spring Jeffers. We, they're one of our favorite families in Michigan. So shout out Spring, if you're listening. So we went over there and I thought that in Maine, the hot dogs were super red. Do you remember the hot dogs? Being I remember like, they, they had... You're talking about Maine? Yes. And the strings on the end yes. of the, of so the hot dogs. So <laughs> from that experience, I just thought that everywhere we went, if it wasn't in the South, it was going to be a little different. So there was no salad dressing where at the salad when we were eating in Michigan. So I was like, well, these people don't, these people clearly don't use salad dressing on their salads because <laughs> there's none sitting here. So I ate my salad with no dressing. That was one thing I remember about that, but I fell in love with the people from the time we went up there. And eventually they voted my dad in. We went we moved up there December of ninety nine. Right before Y two K, if anyone remembers the crazy of Y two K, everybody buying things up and thinking the world was gonna yeah, end yeah. January first of two thousand. Yes. Which has been crazy that that's been twenty one years ago. So we did that. It was there was snow on the ground, it was covered. What do you remember? about that oh yeah and that's the thing with winters in michigan you know you could have a foot of snow up there and it would be just like the normal day for them whereas an inch or two here you know people freak out it's, it is a big culture shock that's for sure but michigan hands down definitely the best place that i've personally ever lived you know i, I say it all the time if i had the the option to i would i would go back in a heartbeat and live there and I, i've actually not been able to go back up since we moved back down here so i'm, I'm dying to be able to make a trip back up there and even even make a Michigan football game and just to see old friends and you know you mentioned earlier Ryan and Spring you know they're some of the biggest influences that I've ever had in my life so I'd, I'd love to be able to see that family and just kind of relive some of the old times there but 
that definitely like my seventh, eighth, and ninth grade years of living there is definitely some of the best times of my life. Yeah, Michigan would have been my favorite place as far as when we grew up, where all we've lived. There was a lot of memories we could go on and talk about in Michigan that you played ball a lot up there. What, when we came back down here, you were in, were you a sophomore or Yeah, so when we would have come back down here, yeah, so I finished 7th, 8th, and ninth grade year at Michigan, and then sophomore year is when we would have been in, in Bristol there at Mountain Empire. So, been there my sophomore, basically half of my junior year, and then I think we home, homeschooled the last part of the junior year, and then senior year went into Daniel Boone High School there and graduated from there. We've kind of just given you a rundown of our life, but as far as being a preacher's kid goes, the like he mentioned earlier, if there was something that we did that people didn't approve of, it was always kind of like we were under a microscope or people kind of put us at a higher standard, even my parents, um, would be held to a higher standard than what others would have been, which is completely unfair, but that's just how the world turns. Kind of like any type of celebrity you see, if they do something wrong, everybody's going to talk about it, and everybody is human. We all make mistakes. We all fall. That doesn't make us bad people. But there's things I've done in my life that I'm not proud of, and I'm sure my brother could say the same thing. And I'm sure there's most people, if they've had any life behind them, they're not really proud of everything that they've done. But it's not been all bad being a preacher's kid. It's not been all good. We've seen some things in churches that would blow your mind. We won't get into those stories because those are not fun to recall, but My family has definitely been hurt over some church goings-on that has happened in our life, and we have all grown from those things, but we've also learned hard lessons through those things as well. But overall, it's it's been, it's not been a bad, a bad thing, but I'm thankful now that I kind of, where I'm an adult, I don't have to feel like I am under a microscope anymore because I've kind of learned I'm going to live my life for me, and what I do is between me and God, no one else. I don't know how you feel about that, but you're married now and have a little girl, and if you listen to my third episode, Charlotte is my brother's little girl. She is seven, and she, she'll she be back on in the next few weeks. We'll, <laughs> we'll do an episode with her. She enjoyed it, and she she loved talking to all the people, so... But yeah, how do you feel now that it's different from when we were growing up? Yeah, I mean, like like we've said the whole episode here, you know, looking back on it, I'm definitely thankful for my heritage and for my parents and how, how I was brought up. And, you know, definitely being a preacher's kid, a lot of times you're not treated fairly and you know, even the way people act around you, they, it's kind of like they always felt like they couldn't act their normal selves because they were in the presence of who we were. And, you know, us always them thinking that we had to be a certain way. So it's kind of like in certain aspects, you, it's like you didn't, you never had any normalcy. Like, even though it was our normal, it, it so, kind of didn't feel normal. Yeah. It took me years, even up until the past couple of years to find who I am as far as a person goes, even erasing everything that I've been through and how I grew up, there's still deep down, you kind of find out who you are, what you believe. 
we lived what we believed and were taught, but we didn't want to do anything wrong. Yeah, it's like even in the slightest predicament you might find yourself in or, you know, even if it's not anything that bad, but you're thinking, oh, well, goodness, if I do this, you know, as soon as these people find out, you know, I'm done for. What are they going to say? There's no way of coming back from that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, me, you know, I'm 32 years old now. I'm married. I have a seven-year-old daughter. I've got my career going. Looking back on how I was brought up, it's definitely made me who I am today and and with the convictions that I personally have for myself and for my family. You definitely look back on your life experiences and, and see how certain people are in the church and just to see people's true colors and, and, and things like that. It definitely it definitely puts a lot in, in, in perspective and just 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 all of those different things there. Like I said, what I could go on and on about different things that we've experienced and, and been through and and not to say poor pit of lust or anything, but at the same time we have we have seen a lot mm-hmm. and uh you know, but we've also seen a lot of good things as well. Yeah. I met so, a lot of good people. Oh absolutely. Uh, there's, you know, a few different people in each area that we can that we still talk about, we still think about. But just little things that we still talk about to this day that, I mean, that's been 20, that's been 20 years ago. So like he said, too, we've seen a lot of bad, but there's also been more good than bad. But I think you, it's more of a hurtful thing to see the bad parts because when we moved up there, we, they, those people became like our family and they took us in and did stuff with us and made us feel welcome and at home. But I think it's the hurtful pieces that you carry with you that you don't forget. And it kind of gives you a guard. You build up this guard of hard. It's hard to trust people because you see it so many times and you think, well, if I get close to this person or these people, are they going to hurt me like these other people did? Which is not fair, but in a sense, it's also, I think, a normal reaction as far as being being a human being. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention that we didn't talk about? We could go on all day, but we Gosh, won't. we could make like we a 10 episode we won't <laughs> ramble. We series may say of that. stories. But yeah, we maybe that's something for another episode down the road. But no, I think that pretty much gets it. I mean, long story short, we've... In our short years of life, I'm 32, you're 37. We're definitely not old by any means, but we've... But he also constantly reminds me that I'm heading towards She is 40. pushing 40, <laughs> yeah, which I am too, but she'll get there before I do. So, But no, I think that's covered it. I, long story short, I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I've been through, the good and the bad, because it's, it's ultimately got me to where I am today. And I'm just very, very thankful for my, my family, my you know, my parents, you as my sister, and just where, where how far we've all come, so... We had a great upbringing. Shout out mom and dad, because I know you're listening. If there's ever anybody that I know is listening, it's my parents. So (laughs) thank you all for listening and for bringing us up the way that you did. And we're eternally grateful for both of you. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to have, I wanted to do a Thanksgiving episode. So when this comes out, it will be tomorrow will be Thanksgiving. So we'll do a special kind of recap on Thanksgiving next week. It'll come out after Thanksgiving, but We want to switch and just, let's say one thing in particular we're looking forward to for Thanksgiving, and then we're going to play this or that Thanksgiving game, and then we'll wrap up this this episode. So what is the one thing you're most looking forward to? Well, I mean, my thing ever since I've been little is always, you know, Thanksgiving morning, turn on that TV by nine o'clock, 
watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And that's that'll always be probably my fondest tradition. Yeah, Macy's is my favorite, but I'll pick another one since you, you took that <laughs> one. Probably after after we eat, we always watch the dog show, and I'm a big dog lover, so I do enjoy sitting down watching the dog show. Okay, so let's do, we're going to do a this or that Thanksgiving, okay? So, turkey or ham? Turkey, for sure. Turkey, it is turkey day on the Thanksgiving, yes. so. And I don't eat ham anyway. <laughs> pumpkin pie or pecan pie? So, in the past, I would have always said pumpkin pie. But honestly, the past year or two, I've become a deep lover of pecan pie. So I might have to go pecan pie here. I love them both. But if it's cheesecake, I, I could do pumpkin. But I love I love me a, a good pecan pie. And my mom made a fudge pecan pie back a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we could probably come up with a cheesecake pumpkin pecan pie oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that. But yeah, probably pecan for me. Football or Christmas movies? Like the evening of Thanksgiving. No football for sure. Even now, I always have to suffer every year seeing my Lions play on Thanksgiving Day and lose horribly, but it's still a good tradition. Hey, so. maybe they'll win this year. <laughs> Who knows? Lunch or dinner? Uh, this about Thanksgiving Day, right? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, we always do lunch, but uh, I guess you do lunch in. Well, there's nothing like later on in the night getting that cold turkey out and also oh, putting it on sandwich. two pieces of bread and making that turkey sandwich. That might even be my favorite part of the day. Okay. Yeah. Black Friday or Cyber Monday? I'm honestly not a big fan neither. of either, but as opposed to going out and getting into all the crowds, I guess I would go Cyber Monday. There. Yeah, I've never been a black, I've never been yeah. Black Friday shopping, I don't believe. I'm not a shopper anyway, so I'd have to do Cyber Monday. Mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes or like sweet potato casserole? Ooh, that's tough. I, I would probably lean slightly with like mashed potatoes and gravy, but sweet potato casserole is still great. Sweet potato casserole is my, my favorite one. So that will wrap up our Thanksgiving edition of This or That. And we'll have another, we'll do like a recap next week of our family Thanksgiving. I'll try to get my parents and Charlotte back on um, for a little bit too and Krista to say hello. But thank you for being here. Thanks for bro. having me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, lots of times we fought growing up, but nowadays we, we get along pretty good. You're pretty the best decently. sister I've ever had. <laughs> Only sister you've ever had. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all for listening to this episode. If you will go and rate and review the podcast, you can do that on any platform that you listen on. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or a specific topic you want me to talk about, if you will email something to say with Kayla at gmail.com, just put that in the subject line. I won't mention your name unless you give me permission to do so. But thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week and hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. Go Blue. <laughs>